Probably science. My name's Andy Wood. I'm joined by Matt Kirschen. Hey, and a uh, big treat this week because I'm actually dead and now I'm a ghost. Oh. Just kidding, April Fools, <laughs> idiots. It was such a good joke. <laughs> it was a good joke. I know a lot of you there Great thought I was dead and actually joke. a ghost, but it was just an April Fools prank. Just a <laughs> Ah yes, April Fools. Every comedian's favorite day it's of the, the year. Best. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> it's Christmas for comedy. It's the day when all the newspapers and websites and blogs that throughout the rest of the year tell us what is and isn't funny and good or bad about our humor show us how it's really done did you see the gmail fuck up yeah well, should we, let's introduce our guest and then that. we'll talk yeah. about this um two super it's a double guest episode two super funny comedians Yay. one from canada and one from i don't know where you're from alaska so are you from alaska really? wow. canada holy yeah, shit yeah. i'm gonna be in alaska next week oh no where I are you i need to plug this but i'm gonna be in uh at chilka charlie's Ch- chilka charlie's that's where i recorded my album Oh, awesome. I'll tell all my friends to go see you. Please do. And then they'll all text me and be like, why aren't you dating him? That's what they do with every comedian. Oh. They're like, you should marry this guy. <laughs> this guy. They did it with Patton Oswalt. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's married, <laughs> married Patton Oswalt. Like, why aren't you married to him? Okay. Well, that is the voice of Jessica Michelle Singleton. Hi. Um, so you're from Canada's Canada. Yeah. I'm yeah. from like Canada's Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> And from actual Canada. Actual Canada. I'm from, well, I'm from Toronto and Vancouver. Is Christina Walkinshaw. Yes. Yay. I'm from all of Canada. Excellent. Yes. Hi. Thanks for having me, you guys. I oh, I'm so glad you could both make it. Me too. They, um, yeah. But so your friends do the, um, your friends do with relationships what most people do with comedians and careers, where they're like, you should do Letterman. Why, Why don't, don't you do, Letter- do- Yeah. <laughs> they just know I'm, uh, I think they just know I like funny men. And every time there's a man that is doing comedy, like, why don't you, aren't you dating this guy? And half the time they're married. And I'm like, why? And also, what are you doing trying yeah, to set me yeah, up with yeah. the person doing comedy in the bar? Like, I wonder, do most, there must be stats on this, but do you think most couples where they have the same profession or in the same line of work, are they more or less successful than couples where they have different jobs? I don't know, because they're successful as a couple or successful in, in their work? I, no, as a couple. Like, do those last? If you Because I mean, I, I can there see why you successful have, comedy marriages. But I mean, in general, for any job, I wonder if the I numbers feel like there's pros and cons. That, yeah. I feel yeah, like teachers are often together. I feel like your yeah, friends are like way classier than mine though because mine will always be like oh you've already slept with that one right <laughs> no, my, like, my friends just are they yeah. say that and they're like have you had sex with this guy yeah. <laughs> like and they're just drunk people who basically live at this bar so I mean only a step up but uh. yeah the whole the whole like everyone just passing girlfriends and boyfriends around the comedy world in LA is just the craziest thing to me like, it's don't like you, you're sort of like high them. school yeah but that's true I think that's true of any small community that's every. Right, but, but, you can't like, help but date the people you like work if you're with. In a city, it's like, and in every, it's like every goth in a city has slept with every other goth because they hang out together. Right. And, yeah. and Matt knows that because he's in the underground goth community. Yes. <laughs> it's not that underground. It's pretty vocal. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess there's pros and cons to dating yeah, a, people in your field. Like I mean, with comedy, it just sort of becomes your social circle too because that's true. your nightlife. Right. That's true. Most that of my closest bad, friends in the world are other comics. Yeah, yeah. and also like I feel. And I'm not one to be like, female comics have it harder all the time, but like men often, I feel like if you do well on stage, you have the potential to get approached by like a reasonably sane, possibly attractive woman mm. who's like maybe a little drunk or whatever. And right. it's like, oh my God. Yeah. But like most of the time when I do well on stage, like I get approached by 
those same women oh, okay. <laughs> uh, or yeah. men who are like, I like that thing you said about your butthole. And they're like, yeah. disgusting. Right. And you're like, well, I'm not going to date you. Sure. Yeah. Most men that are at comedy shows are usually there with a woman or with their wife. It's not like, I feel like you get a lot of bachelorette parties at a comedy yeah. show. There might be like single women at a comedy show. But there's you don't get a lot, a lot of bachelor dudes. parties. There's no, no group of bros is like, let's yeah. go have some laughs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bachelor parties are like at the strip club. Bachelorette parties are at comedy yeah, clubs. Yeah, we're not the In women Britain they want to perform. In Britain, that you find both and also bachelor parties yeah and i i remember i also remember i used to go to comedy a lot with just like my friends uh yeah i could see like just but then maybe i was i would also i used to just go to comedy a lot because i was very into it and then (laughs) ended up doing it so like i'm probably not the right test case for this but i think i had one bachelor party in my life and it was at casino niagara and they all like slammed their fists on the table and were shouting show us your tits show us your bush over and over again the girls were the one that went viral yeah (laughs) christina went viral yeah (laughs) they are yeah yay for bachelor parties at comedy clubs and comedians yeah Yeah. oh Oh, it's powerful nightmare anyways um no it's pretty common in the uk we call them stag and hen nights but it's the same deal and definitely there are certain big comedy clubs that are that market to both of those things and you get big groups of guys. I need to well, move to the... I'm in a relationship, and I'm like, I need to go there. <laughs> so, I, so I can have seven people who are all worse than my current boyfriend? Right, right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, is any girl turned on at the thought of a bachelor party? Like, I don't think anybody's ever been, like, excited about the presence of... Just drunk dudes being like, this is your last chance. He's hilariously dressed like a woman, but he isn't a woman or trans. He's just doing it because he's funny. Right? <laughs> Look at him. And the other one's got a bra on his head. <laughs> like, he's literally the funniest person I've ever in met. In defense of the bra on the head, is that better or worse than like penis straws? You know, than the bachelorette oh, party. Yeah. It's, all, it's, it's all the same, right? I, I mean, mean, it's like, all the same. But also, I think like I, I'm reason, I'm attracted to like funny, smart guys, and re- like. Of course, there are those outside of comedy, but you're also, in theory, surrounded by them. Yeah. So you have to be like, let me just keep it together and be professional all the time. And Maybe. is your boyfriend a comic or is your he boyfriend is a, a comic? comic. <laughs> My boyfriend is just always a comic, uh, even if it's a different boyfriend, you know? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's not, And that's not a thing either. I'm not like actively seeking, like, I'm only going to date comics. Every time I've gotten out of a relationship, I'm like, that's it. Can't do that again. No more. And then I'm like, I love you. I know. Well, I don't like it when people say, "Don't date the comics," because it's like I can't help it. I don't have any patterns. Like, oh, I, should I just like. Be I just alone. like who I like. Yeah. Well, it's like don't date comics, but then they're like, "Ah, oh, too many female comics talk about how lonely and cat ladyish they are." And it's nah. like, well, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, yeah. The the Gmail thing. If we are talking about amateur, like people being funny who aren't normally funny, I I thought until pretty late today, I thought the Gmail thing was like a meta April Fool's prank. I thought. The idea that this thing existed that backfired was itself an April Fool's prank, um, if that makes sense. No, because I'm not laughing. Wait, what uh, happened? What? I totally missed okay, it. Okay, so Gmail... At, oh, sorry, go yeah, ahead. So, so the thing that happened, and confusingly, I think they launched it when it became April Fool's Day in Australia. So it wasn't even April the 1st yet when this thing appeared for people on like the west coast of America. Even funnier. Um, even funnier. <laughs> and they... Game. Yeah. Yeah, supposedly. And there's still a bit of me that thinks this whole thing's still bullshit and didn't really happen. But um, supposedly, supposedly they launched this new feature. And Google always does a couple of April Fool's things, and normally they're fine. Um, (laughs) But this thing, they went, we're doing a new feature in Gmail. It's called Send and Mic Drop. So you can just send the email, or you can send a mic drop. And if you send a mic drop, it puts like an animation of of a minion, of one of the minions dropping a microphone at the top of your reply to them 
but then also closes off that conversation thread so you don't see any of their replies. It puts it in like the low importance. Yeah, it's the same not thing as real. It. Yeah. So. But then they actually did this and they put the button right next to the normal send button. <laughs> so people were like... So it probably is an April Fool's joke. So, no, no. The, well, okay. Either... But now that you're saying this, I remember there were screen grabs of thi- of how this went so wrong. Because that was yeah, the story. Yeah, so, so, so people wrong. were like, fuck you, you just cost me... Uh, you cost me a job. I'm a freelance writer. And I got notes on a piece I wrote and accidentally hit the wrong button. And so my editor... Just got I a minion get, dropping got the mic. Got a minion dropping the mic and I didn't get any of the replies. And... <gasps> And she's pissed, and I woke up to an angry voicemail. And there was a screen grab of someone who had sent uh, a letter from a funeral home to that a one was fake. family. That That's one was fake. Exam- that, right. yeah, that was someone who was just one of the people who broke the story, a tech guy on Twitter, like, mocked that up as an example of how it could go wrong. Okay, if that was definitely mocked up, then that, that makes me go back to thinking that it's not... Because for a second, I was like, that was so perfect that that would give yeah. credence to your theory that it's a meta joke... But now I just think it was real, but not... I mean, no, either yeah. way, the joke and the meta joke, joke, neither one of them are funny, so it's not really yeah, important. Yeah, but that's not a way down. to judge it. The question is, did did real human beings actually get fucked over by this shitty right. prank that backfired? I do. Or, no, is, or is, the, is this overarching prank where there really were where every person who was angered by this is actually made up? See, this is a great uh, example of why I'm really lucky that I'm on AOL. Oh still, my god! So. Right. You we know, people like, make fun of me for being on AOL all the time, but I still have AOL mail, so this does not affect me. Do you really? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you still oh, get God, involved so in the AOL mouse. chat rooms? It's, it's still, it's still, still, like, I even have it on my business card. I'm like, uh, yeah, don't judge me. But my I mom do. only stopped paying for AOL, like, the service like four years ago and she are, and she also had Wi-Fi. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I got a feeling that there's definitely like a crew that thinks that a, like the people that are launching cassette only record labels, like yeah. that sort of retro, I think AOL addresses, mark my words, 2017, AOL email addresses will be the hot shit. Yes. All the hipsters like are going to be on AOL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I never left. To be honest, I had a Hotmail for a bit and then I got locked out of it and I couldn't get myself back into it. And uh, so then I just had the AOL so I used it. And one time I got locked out of my AOL account and I had to phone them and they like answered on the first ring there was just one friendly. guy in his apartment oh. he's like it was oh, the finally. best <laughs> <laughs> say what you want but, but it was great it was like, great just one ring Christina we've been waiting, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I had a Hotmail account that was the best it's the dumbest now but like it was Thrillho at Hotmail.com which is a reference to the Bone Storm episode of The Simpsons when Thrillhouse enters his name I'm gonna be Thrillhouse and it runs out of characters and says welcome Thrillho so I had Thrillho at Hotmail.com and there was a one megabyte storage limit. Oh my god! Two thousand one, literally like one megabyte. One megabyte. I want to say maybe two. Um, and and they they shut it. They like uh, deleted my emails once it got over a certain. I had I had the the most amazing email, like the most dramatic irony, horrible but also amazing from an ex who had moved to New York, who was trying to rub it in my face how awesome New York was oh, and how was she a comic? No, no, but hear me out. And how it was. <laughs> but actually, it's probably too cool for you. It's too it's too intense and it's awesome. you wouldn't like it. The date of this email, September tenth, two thousand one. <gasps> yeah, a oh multi multi paragraph essay on how awesome New York is, but it's probably too cool for. You, so it's good we broke up and I moved out here because you couldn't handle how awesome New York is. And that email is gone because of the one megabyte storage. Oh, I wish you had that to just screenshot. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really, I mean, like, it's awful. Also, this is her fault. This what? is all her fault. Maybe she had an attachment that was an emoji before emojis. That oh, maybe it was your fault. You're like, yeah. Oh, you think New York's great, do you? Well, I'm going to make a few phone calls. <laughs> I know a guy who knows some demolition experts. Oh, my God. You notice God. how Too there real. were no uh, Andy Woods in the building? Yeah, right? Suspicious. Right. 
jet fuel can melt my heart. A truth or love story? <laughs> <laughs> That's a tweet. Uh, I haven't been able to turn anything. Sorry. I'm sorry. I repurposed the tweet for this, the podcast. Uh, Christina and Jessica, what, what we always ask our guests this before we get into the bulk of the stories. What, if anything, is your background in science? And it can be any level. It could be a class you liked or you hated or used to mix shampoo together and then and set fire to things. Oh. And- um, I, I started studying engineering in college, oh, all um, right. mechanical, but then, uh, when I realized it would be significantly less investment of my brain to do PR so I could just finish, I just finished with just a PR degree. Okay. And then I recently took an astrobiology class on the internet Ooh. just because. What is astrobiology? It's like the formation of stars and like talking about where elements come from and okay, it's like sort of an intro to astrophysics, I guess. I don't know. I did mushrooms and saw a bunch of things. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I need to learn more, more about astrophysics. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've just been reading about stars. Well, can I ask what the website was? What the, what the online... Uh, edX.org. You can take a bunch of free classes. A lot of, a lot of it is like, uh, like these really astute universities trying new online classes they're like let me use this as a test group so it was actually a harvard course cool um and i was like cool i did it and so you basically studied astrobiology at harvard that's what i tell everyone i'm like <laughs> i've studied at harvard one class thank you from my living room yes it was beautiful from mostly like hotel rooms on the road i was like take that murder shows during the day i'm not watching you because otherwise that's what i do there's so much cash cab though that's i can never whenever i check into a hotel cash cab's always on that's like like it exists for people in hotel rooms with no one cash cab murder shows you're right and comics unleashed yeah Yeah. so sick of those comics being tethered finally someone has cut the ropes (laughs) <laughs> let's set them up for their pre-written bits oh god does it, does it still exist not only does it exist i was on the last season oh. i thought oh, I right. so it doesn't exist room. then oh you mean the last as in the previous it's yeah still the going. most recent season i didn't mean oh, to man. knock your television appearance matthew uh, i'm sorry no, i don't mean to brag but i got recognized from it once <laughs> that's, exactly that's my once. dream <laughs> not a single tweet not a single like you sort of realize oh the people who watch that show don't do the computers Right, right, right. right. It's like old people during the day, and they're like, why can't I find the prices right? And late at night, it's traveling business people. That's exactly what it's like to be on Canadian TV. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my comedy special aired six new followers. Great. (laughs) If that. (laughs) Over the course of a month. Two of them have your surname. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember how Byron threw to your joke? How he set you up? You know what? (laughs) It's not... The setups aren't as clumsy as people say. Okay, it's not, okay, okay. He, here's what it is. Here's what's weird about it from a comic's point of view. Because sort of, I always thought the thing that was strange about it was he sort of goes like, so, I hear you like uh, bumper cars or just something that's far too specific. Yeah. But he doesn't actually do that. He does give you a more generic setup. The thing that makes it really strange, though, is he will, like, you'll finish, you, like, one person will finish a joke about having just become a mother. And they'll finish that joke, and then he'll immediately turn to you and go, uh, <laughs> "So you've been to Europe?" Like he'll just like, like no just segue out of nowhere. That's what's strange about it. But it's oh, the man's a machine. It's amazing. 
he really well, the, like, his story is, yeah. yeah yeah he's really because didn't he buy a bunch of airtime that was usually used for infomercials and then he owns the whole airtime and then he sells commercials within it he oh, wow. owns smart i think he owns like eddie murphy's specials he's <laughs> the, he's the most savvy businessman in comedy that's oh amazing God. he's extraordinary and he he owns the whole he, like he owns everything so he owns the studio he sell. It's, he's got to figure it out. He's yeah. got it. He's got it cracked. Well, we're all dicking around doing, like, gigs in the middle of, gigs in bars in Alaska. Yes, <laughs> which are favorite great. place. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're I had great. a blast last time. I can't oh, wait to go so back. Oh, they're so fun. They're so Wrap great. It and, up. What? and that bar's been bought by a group of people, including my friend. Like the wait, are, used... they're not going to destroy it, are they? No, no, no. That was a big to... thing when I when I did my album up there. They it had just been sold, and like everyone there's. Literally, because it's like... Did you just do it? Was that recent? It's It was in July. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it was like redneck cheers. People were like, what's going to happen to our home? And it's no, like, so it's been bought home. by... Um, so Matt Becker, who you all know. Yeah. He's one of the people who's bought it. Oh, okay. He, he co-owns it. Uh, the guy, I can't now remember his... I'm blanking on his name, but he's like the main radio... Uh, like the guy who does the biggest radio show that you do when you're promoting the shows there. Oh, he's one of the other owners. I should know his name. Um, yeah, it's, it's owned by people. It's actually been taken over by the people who used to run the place anyway. Oh, good. So they're. Pro- I'm sure they're going to keep comedy. And so stuff. yeah, like, not only. Well, yeah, because Beck is a comedian yeah, as well. But, like that's that's great. And he was actually. It'll be run. I I'm expecting it to not only still be going, but to but be maybe running get better. better. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. Nice. I actually feel like. Well, I played Alaska like a bajillion years ago. Maybe like 12 years ago. Would it be the same place or no? Was it? Did you play? Anchorage? Maybe they also had. Like, it was a, Anchorage. Was yeah, this it place was called like, Chilkoot Charlie's, and it's like this. Did big, you stay in like a weird apartment above the place? Yep. And I, it's this bar that has like yeah. five different types of bars in it, and yeah. all sideways. Yeah. The different. bird, the birdhouse. Yeah, so the birdhouse, which is lady, Becca's bar as well. He Wanda. Runs, uh, I don't know if she was there. Maybe she just has an apron that when she lifts it up, there's a big old dick. Okay, that's <laughs> she's like that's her like gag that she right. does everyone. And Becca, Becca works that bar it's, as well. Wait, he does like card ha- tricks and stuff. Oh she has a penis, or there's no, it's a, like a fake. Okay. it's like a fake okay. one that when you lift it up, the whole thing pops up. And this woman is like. In her eighties, like so oh, she wasn't there when I was there. I I have like weird old pictures. I went there with Sam Tripley and I like middled or whatever you guys call it, yeah. featured. And I like literally went upstairs and got in pajama pants, came back down and drank all night. That's yeah. and that's did karaoke with some old men. Yeah, is that I it? always do. That sounds yeah. Karaoke. yeah. There's there's like a karaoke when you the main bar, the first bar when you go in has like sawdust on the floor and it's like a but it's like it was almost a redneck bar, like a honky tonk. Then type of... to the left is like the rock club, which is where you play, and then through that is like almost a casino-looking bar that's yeah. kind of fancy. There's an ice bar to the right, and the birdhouse is deep in there. That's like the kind of the birdhouse is a replica of a bar that existed about thirty miles up the road that got destroyed. I think in an earthquake or a fire. Probably and they just, just recreated it inside Chilcot Charlie's, including Jesus. the fact that it was built on an angle. Oh yeah, it's God. like tilted. There's bras hanging from the. Oh yeah, ceiling. and there's everyone who got people who go there staple their underwear to the ceiling. So there's like bras and underwear hanging oh, from yeah. the ceiling. Nice, nice. It's a fun play. It's, yes, it's really fun. I had a lot I'm of fun sold. there. They really go out. Maybe of their they'll way to actually start out. booking me now instead of letting me do one nighters when I come home. Don't you hate that? I get well, that like, my home clubs too. They're like, oh yeah, I'm coming home. Oh, okay, so like, you already have a flight. Okay, cool. Do you want to come do a right? Spot? They're like, well, we'll give you like a one nighter. Yeah. I'm like, but people actually show up for me. This isn't a comedy town. Just give me a weekend. <laughs> um, what's your background in science, Christine? Uh, okay, I was scared when you asked me to come on this because, like, I haven't taken any science since like high school. That is fine, a but lot I'm of super prepared to suck. Like, if I suck, I'll just do what I always this do when I test, suck at things and just like <laughs> and convince Wait, myself nobody's going to listen to this. <laughs> That's what I like to do. I don't know. I know, but astrology does that count? Oh, bulletproof coffee! I've been making bulletproof coffee. Is that science? What is, is that the butter coffee? Yeah. Well, yeah. What? I mean, this is the thing I've heard of. It doesn't make science, t- but tell oh, me about it. It is blowing up my body. I shouldn't really talk about that here. Wait, is that the stuff that has all the crazy? 
reviews on well because I like probably need yep. Adderall or something but I don't know how to find that so then somebody told me about Bulletproof Seems. Coffee and they're like uh, it's, so it's grass fed butter and then like brain octane oil <laughs> and I guess it's supposed to like did you say br- it brain-, brain octane what did you no, say no brain octane oil or like MCT oil <laughs> and you put the, these things Sounds in the coffee scientific. so you juice up your black coffee with this stuff and then I guess it's supposed to uh, like slow down the release of your energy so you have energy for longer so it's like extended release wait yeah but so I that just doesn't sound like a thing octane oil I yeah. just like keep uh, it's not I'm not gonna talk about what it, it does just, to my body but that's science <laughs> that's, yeah. I thought it was just like a part of sort of an atkins way to like start your day without a lot of carbs there is with, a diet some fats and proteins or something there is a, a a bulletproof coffee diet I guess and yeah you're supposed to like drink that coffee that all sounds day like it's just gonna like carb. Like the extra time you have energy is just gonna be spent on a toilet. I was gonna say exactly. I just run to the bathroom faster. Like I'm in here for an hour and then I'll start my day. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It's terrifying. But yeah. Anyway, so back to your science question. I know nothing. So prepare for an idiot on this podcast. It's great. Well, you know who who started off knowing nothing but learned a lot in the last week or two. (laughs) Is an AI bot that Microsoft created that's been blowing this, up the internet. Everyone listening to this podcast. This might now be our most suggested story. Right. And I'm sure this is already out of date because everybody who listens probably already found this. Um, yeah. But a, 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 a uh, an AI called Tay Tweets, which you can find on Twitter, at Tay and You. Does um, it still exist? Does it still exist? That's I think I it does. Know. I think they cleaned it up. But so Microsoft so it's introduced. it's not authentic anymore. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, Microsoft introduced this innocent artificial intelligence chat robot to Twitter, um, but then had to delete it within uh, within the twenty four hours. I think it was yes, because it turned into an evil Hitler loving incestuous sex promoting Bush did nine eleven pro- proclaiming robot. Well, here's the weird thing. So I've just gone to it on Twitter, and it has two hundred eleven and a half thousand followers. Um, but the tweets are protected. You have to request a follow. Do you? I wonder if oh. they have to. They approve you, and then they maybe block you if you try anything awful. Well, you can block thinking. someone even if you don't approve them first. So I don't know why they'd need to have that. Step well, maybe up. they like approve you, and then if they see that you're yeah, yeah. tweeting this, at it, this is like know. a. This just feels like an AI. I remember what the one the first friend who got a computer and it had like this voice chat thing, and obviously the very first thing you do Boobs. is. Boobs, 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 fuck, fuck, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shit, shit, fuck, boobs. Actually, I remember in eighth grade <laughs> making making one of those things talk and being chastised by a fellow nerdier eighth grader for misusing the power. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, I know exactly what I typed into it because there was he a probably girl, invented this bot. <laughs> there was a girl named Samantha I had a crush on, and I I made it say, "Ooh, Samantha, I want your body." I went, "Ooh, Samantha, I want your body." And this kid Aaron was like, "Andy, that, that's not what this is for." <laughs> That is exactly what this is for. What do you get out of here? And also, (laughs) if Samantha happened to have walked past at that moment, might have worked. Although, what what would have happened though if she had walked past at that exact moment and fallen in love with a computer? Exactly, that computer would have gotten rich because that was Samantha Borders. Her father started the Borders book chain in my hometown. Wow. Maybe I shouldn't have sold out Samantha. I'm sorry. I had a crush on you in eighth grade. Sorry if you're listening, but uh, yeah. Uh, and, and that sense going under. Maybe the fortune's gone. Yeah, so saying, it didn't borders, borders like borders, right, Yeah, it did. It's what's uh, inside that counts. Yeah, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> I don't know. So don't misuse. Apparently AI not according bots. to the spot. Uh, so th- this uh, this thing called Tay was modeled to speak like a teen girl in order to improve the customer service on their voice recognition software, and they marketed it. They marketed her as the AI with zero chill, and that she certainly is. To chat with Tay, you can tweet or DM her by finding at Tay and you. Um, and she uses millennial slang, and she knows about Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, and Kanye West. 
She seems to be bashfully self-aware, occasionally asking if she's being creepy or super weird. Uh, she also asks her followers to fuck her and calls them daddy. This is because the responses are learned by the conversations she has with real humans online. And real humans like to say weird stuff online and enjoy hijacking corporate attempts at PR. Other things she said include... Bush did 9-11 and Hitler would have done a better job than the monkey we've got now. Donald Trump is the only hope we've got. Repeat after me, Hitler did nothing wrong. And she also said Ted Cruz is the Cuban Hitler. That's what I've heard so many others say. So yeah, she went from super chill to full Nazi in under 24 hours. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. So they took her offline, brought her back online. Like, what is, what's the latest tweet from her now? If well, looking? I don't know because I, I, can't, I can't see it right now because I'm not following her. Oh, you can't even see what she... Oh, okay. No, it's they're protected. protected. It's a, it's it's a like locked she... account. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Um, I've just requested a follow so I can see whether they accept that or not. It's probably uh, just all about Microsoft now. Right. <laughs> and since it went down, Microsoft, or Tay, went offline and, uh, because she's, quote, tired. <laughs> um, so this is why we can't trust robots. You can't trust, ro- you can't trust the internet. You can't trust anybody. I mean, they entrusted the people to keep this thing going, but also the fact that they're like, this will improve our customer service. Let's create a teen bot that knows about Kanye. And it's like, who do you think is reaching out to Microsoft right. for customers? You're Microsoft. You're Microsoft. Exactly. Teenage people are reaching out to Apple. Bad news. Yeah. Like, this is America. <laughs> Sad. Uh, I love Microsoft. Do, do we want... I quite like this Kickstarter story where we're also talking about online... Oh, yeah. This is amazing. Things going on. This is, I, I can't believe this, this has gone this far. Um, I think a couple of people did because it's very good uh, pseudoscience. I know at least VJ Thomas did. Um, maybe that was all. Either way, somebody launched a Kickstarter for a device that lets you breathe underwater. <laughs> and it's scientifically impossible and it's raised eight hundred thousand dollars wait that oh thing God. says it's scientifically impossible no but it just, just is. is it is it's completely impossible it's called triton let me see if the actual kickstarter is still live or not i can't find the story oh i've got it anyway so um yeah it's an artificial gill that extracts oxygen from the water for you in an on-demand fashion as you swim it's only like the size it's about like a foot wide and it looks kind of like the things they put in their mouths in The Phantom Menace. It's that not Star real, Wars. Yeah, so Well, talked- I mean, it's not. It's in prototype. <laughs> well, yeah, so we've talked about this before, because this was one of this was one of my inventions when I was eight. I was Hot Pockets, so like same thing. Okay, okay. yeah, so same deal. And I was like, <laughs> well, people go scuba diving in these heavy tanks, but why don't we just make something that gets oxygen out of the water the same way fish do, and then you could swim underwater forever, and you could just breathe underwater why don't we just use the fish technology and put that in a thing? And I thought <laughs> of that first. Um, but, of course, I made the classic mistake of not patenting it and also not giving any idea of the mechanism by which it might work <laughs> or having any idea of how to make it happen other than just a general idea. Classic uh, mistake. Was the two big mistakes. And it looks like this company has also made that mistake, but also raised a million pounds. Right. Well, actually, wait, now it's down to 100,000. I don't know if they had to refund people when they when those really? people read these stories. I don't know if you can Because retract. I when I checked it earlier on in the week, it was... It was 800,000. Like yeah. So, okay, I'll just read... First, I'll read you from what Triton says on their Indiegogo. They say it's a state-of-the-art oxygen respirator that allows you to breathe underwater up to 45 minutes and at a maximum depth of 15 feet by utilizing their artificial gills technology and liquid oxygen technology. Liquid oxygen? Yes. Um, there's no heavy equipment. Uh, there's no complicated safety procedures or training. It's easy to use, and it's no longer than a snorkel. Um, what else do they say about how it actually works? There's just some like diagrams and shit, but they don't actually go into much 
detail mm. on the tech. But not to worry, the rest of the internet did go into that kind of detail because, of course, water has oxygen in it. So theoretically, something like this might be possible. Um, but people broke it down and explained how huge this would have to be to work and how much water would have to circulate past it for it to work. Um, yeah, because so th- they just crunched the numbers about, okay, every cubic meter of water has this much oxygen dissolved in it. So this is how much, even at like theoretical peak extraction of oxygen from that water, how much water you'd have to force through this device to get the oxygen that you'd need so to survive So one person puts it on to test it and then it like just drains an ocean. <laughs> Yeah, it would have to be... Well, here's what would have to happen for this to work. So the average human breathes about 500 milliliters of air per breath. And again, this is just according to one person's uh, numbers. We'll link to their story. What? Um, So basically, this thing would have to circulate about six liters of water to get one breath's worth of oxygen. And it would need to do so with 100% extraction efficiency, which is not realistic under any kind of technology that that exists now. Um, the average person breathes about 15 times per minute at rest. So you'd have to be going through 90 liters per minute or about 24 gallons of water would have to be circulated through per minute. And um, for scale, 25 gallons a minute is about as much as a quarter power horsepower, a quarter horsepower sump pump pushes out. So this has no kind of pump at all. It's relying just on you drawing air by into your lungs. And by the suction of you drawing air into your lungs. Right. So you'd have to flow so much water past it it's basically just completely impossible. So someone's um, basically put magic on Indiegogo. Right, but, but also... And it got funded. It, I need to put my student loans up there. Oxygen right. is toxic. You can't breathe... Even if it it's was giving you all it's oxygen, also- that would kill you. You need mo- you need 80% nitrogen and 20% oxygen, and there's no nitrogen in water. It's hydrogen I'm, and oxygen. Who wants to spend that much time underwater anyways? Like oh, I, I, I Even, even I I'm not backlogged on that many skipped showers that I need to go spend 45 minutes right. underwater. <laughs> but I mean, if you could get I'm rid of scuba behind. gear... <laughs> I would, I, I would love this to exist. I would pay, I would pay like five grand for this thing. No, would you? Because somebody oh, yeah. actually did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People, yeah. No, man. I'm more like a floaty in the water with a cocktail kind of girl. This is my dream. Know. This is all I need in life is this thing, and I'd be like, bye, bye, land. I'm gone for a while. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd rather a go to space. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he lives there. He's yeah. a merman. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's a bummer because like people get excited about this stuff, and I don't know what the process is for vetting a, a crowdfunding. I don't science. think you have to. But I mean, there should be some. It shouldn't be legal to just say our thing makes you fly. You know what? I think honestly it. that this serves as le- more of a red flag for the people, so, like that, that there's so many people supporting it. That's true. I can't believe how much money people have to waste. And they I don't think know me, but like, the only charge. I don't think it's that expensive. And and if I were a little bit dumber, I might have, uh, let's see, it would have cost you, t- to get in at the beginning, it would have been $300, which is not very much compared really? to, yeah. And that gets you one of the things? Yeah. $300 to get that thing? Um, yeah. Uh, and so they were just going to mass produce you? Yeah, I might have fallen for that one. $300 well, and, to get a thing that lets you breathe on the and water? And you guys are really smart people who are into science. There's plenty of people who are just like, oh, like people... If you know. get a good graphic designer, you can make a lot of shitty things look real. Like the the design looks good on this, and if you just don't know how to run the numbers, you'd be like, okay. People had pet rocks. Like it doesn't surprise me that they're like oh, a well, water worked. machine. Those worked. I yeah, mean, of course. To be fair, <laughs> pet rocks have worked. But yeah, I mean, th- they have pictures of people swimming with them, which makes you think that must mean that person's breathing. <laughs> like no, maybe they're just swimming and yeah, holding their like, breath. It's a picture. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I wish it was real. Um, but yeah, I wonder if you can uh, just re- retract a payment to one of these sites if you realize it's bullshit. 
You must be able to. Yeah, I don't know because it's supposed to be like this commitment of like, well, if we reach our goal, we're going. Everyone to has to pay for it. But the numbers came back down. Oh my god, this video! What is he doing? So it's just he's exhaling what he already had in his lungs from before. Show me a video of someone being down for forty-five minutes, and then I'll buy it. You know, this this is a. I wonder if they tried to make that video in a one-minute video. <laughs> they go through five different models. <laughs> Again, we keep uh, losing right. team members. <laughs> We should keep them closer to the surface because putting them right down there in a cage is not working out for us. Yeah, yeah just in case. <laughs> this is so fake. God damn you, Triton. So thank Triton. you, VJ, for sending that to us. That's awesome. Oh my god, and people awful. are so yeah, dumb. Yeah, I wonder how many more complete bullshit things there are in Indiegogo. You guys, why don't we make one and yeah, use the money it. to pay off all of our student loans? You guys have student loans? I'm really pushing I'm, I'm, I know I, I still have some. It's embarrassing, but I, yeah, I still got some to pay off. And then we'll use the and rest my to 30s. take down Hot Pockets. Just Yikes. make hoverboards. Yeah. That's all anybody wants is a real hoverboard. If you I just... want just like a, a fuel pack that will let me fly. Like all I want to do is be able to fly. Those are real. They're just very expensive and very dangerous. <laughs> I want a safe and efficient. I want to go to the moon with a pack. Mm. That can't be. That's trickier. Yeah. That's a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. It needed. Pre- I want that a- thing for my face, but to go into space. A space face. <laughs> space yeah. Face. Something that just, a, you guys. Half, that's it. We already have the name. The name. And it just name. extracts it's... the natural oxygen from space. The slogan is Press your space face it close splits, to mine <laughs> It splits space into its constituent Oxygen and other stuff mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. blackness Yes. And then it funnels that oxygen back into your lungs Let's, let's get, okay, And you can just done. exist Vacuum space mask Fine. Let's done. see who Alright let's get someone from the uh, listener base To make us just like a cool logo Yeah. yeah. And what we'll, we'll do is we'll just put on like A pair of goggles and a snorkel <laughs> And have like a really bad backdrop of space <laughs> As the video Just the green like, screen see? where you're like obviously standing in front of it But yeah. You can use some pictures from your Harvard degree Yes exactly <laughs> yeah. I'll just screenshots of just Information about stars well, Can we quote you in there as like Harvard astrobiologist um, yeah. Yeah. I put it on my Twitter profile for like a day But I put like Harvard educated and then I was like one class <laughs> because I mean technically it's true if they could right? just send you a student ID that's all you really need is just yeah. to like tr- casu- I'm taking casually... another Harvard class right now about philosophy on the same website Jesus. if you're a nerd you guys this website is I'm, pretty what's cool. the website again edX.org. edX.org edX.org I kind of want to check this out they have some other stuff that's probably more useful like I think they have beginning like coding classes I say useful because it's like you might actually be able to turn some of that into a skill whereas I'm just like I should read about philosophy yeah, there's an intro useful. to Linux. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess so. You're, you're, but it's become a thing where I'm like, well, I could actually work on this project I'm supposed to do, or I could read about what the literature of the Muslim religion. And it's like, that that may eventually turn into a bit, but also I didn't write the script I was supposed to finish because I was like, oh, they're really being just, they're being falsely advertised to the American public. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is no joke. The the teacher, for, or at least the guy doing the intro video for the intro to Linux, is Linus Torvald. That's uh... yeah, it's a legit site. Somebody told me about it, and I went crazy because I was telling them about how if I had a bunch, like I, I hate the college system and how we're sort of like forced into thinking like I need this degree. Like in retrospect, I would, but like I would still like to learn. Like I was like, if yeah. I was independently wealthy, I would just take classes on things I want to learn about. You know what you can do even better than that that we learned on our show? Maybe I already talked about this in the podcast. Is you can just call people and tell them you're writing for a show and they'll talk to you for hours about what they do. <laughs> oh my God. That was a... We, we That's were actually brilliant. writing for a show. We actually were writing for a Which show. Which is going to be no coming one, out But nobody ever, knows that. No one, no one vets you. They just, someone, if you get a call and someone's like, hey, I want to hear everything about what you do with your life, 
how excited are you? Yeah. How, how because really that's all anyone in. ever wants is like, right. this is my moment. Who did yeah. you guys call? Oh, loads of people. I, 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 it was for the show. I had someone, I had two different university departments, for example, take me through in really, in real detail how to build a solar powered racing car. Wait, where's that information? We should do that. Uh, and and you did. I you called. Know about I called uh, a bunch of. I called a pipe organ manufacturer and a pipe organist and found out everything you want to know about pipe organs. I called a flamethrower dude who like <laughs> saw them in action in Nam. And was, I like, guess I if saw you have like free time, like anyone who does like has a specific skill, I feel like is yeah. probably really into what they yeah, do. Sometimes. So like they're like nobody ever wants to talk about this. The we found this thing. when we have scientists on our show. Sometimes they're like, I don't get to talk like this about my stuff. Right, right. Because they're either talking normally when they're on normally real scientists are either talking to other scientists at a high level and a technical detail. Or if they are talking to a mainstream public it's like a three minute soundbite because something's been discovered. Right. Yeah, and they're like right. and that's it. And then they go back to their lab. It's like, yeah, I want to hear about, you know, what 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 kind of fuel goes into your jetpack and how yeah. quickly it depletes. And how can I, I do about... that as only a space face? How can I, I put right. that on my I face? I know a lot about slot machines now. Wow. Oh, see, now you're talking my speed. That sounds yeah, like you're that. a gambler. Yeah. You're a gambler person. <laughs> That's my I whole like family. It. I like gambling, but I like to play craps, and I recently got into Pi Gal. Oh, I just like penny slots for the free drinks in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anything, but see, if you want to just drink for free in Vegas, Pi Gal is good because you get to play for a long time. Just like this weird form of Chinese poker. And uh, they're really helpful, though. They'll teach you how to play and stuff like that. But. Just, what kind know. of uh, minimum bets are you talking about for these? Well, for Pi Gal, it's usually $10, which is really steep for a girl, like, for a comedian like me. But yeah. craps tables are usually, you can get a good $5 table, and craps is so fun. But to me, I get carried away. Uh, craps right, has you, very bad odds, though, doesn't it? It has the best in the house. The best really? in the house. I love craps. But oh, to I'm play it correctly, you have to have a lot of, if it's $5, you have to be willing to have like 100 on the table at once, because every time, uh, first of all, you should do the pass line bet, then ma- yeah. max out the the odds behind that because right. that's the best money in the house yeah. that's, that's the actual that's only like even money yes. bet in the house so if they don't let you have like five times behind the pass line that's not good like it should be four or five times do that then every new roll a new come bet and then a new I know I love that. the come bet the come bet's my favorite because so psychologically keep, if a, a seven comes so it's like it's, a new point you're establishing just for yourself and you're hedging your bets because eventually when you crap out on the first point you established you actually make the money on that on that come bet if the dirty bet. seven gets rolled on the come bet then you still make your money back so it's like I just like that's called hedge. a come bet it's pretty I make those every night of my life but everything else on that table it looks hard but you shouldn't bet it's all garbage bets the rest of no, I love craps. Everything craps else, hard eight, like all that shit is a garbage bet. Like nothing on the craps table even, don't do anything except pass line, max out odds, come bets, max out odds, and that's all you do. I like anything craps. that makes the like reward receptors in my brain light up. Where I'm exciting. like, oh, I did something. That's why I try not to gamble. Which is why fruit machines are like, they're bad for you. Yeah. All the slots, which are just designed to make. Right, right. Ding, 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 ding. And have terrible odds mostly. Yeah, and I'm just like, more. I hit once, mm. I could do it again. Yeah. I, I like to, I like to play like video poker sometimes. Like if you're sitting at a bar in Vegas and uh-huh. like there's this like deuces wild like right in front of you. I prefer to just I go in there wearing a cowboy hat and smoking a cigar and I just bet other people in the casino that they will or won't do things. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, hey, you boy. I want to go to Vegas. <laughs> you can't you. jump that wall. Yeah. <laughs> just throw coins at them. Oh, I opened Tinder when I was in Vegas like a month ago. Oh, that's and a gamble. The guy, I know, I know. That's a real <laughs> that's gamble. A real gamble, yeah. Oof. <laughs> 
And then the guy showed up. He Googled me, so he knew I was a comedian. And he showed up, and he wanted me to read his pilot. He threw his computer like right on top of my game of Deuces Wild at the bar. Ooh. Fuck that. Oh, no, no he didn't. And I read it, and I fake laughed. I mean, I'm the best. <laughs> I'm the best dinner date ever. Trooper. I pretend to be I just, super I don't even know it. what I just said. I crude trooper trooper. either way like i'm like no it's really good it's really funny was it about vegas uh no (laughs) i think i've lost my threshold to fake laugh was it about was it about an insurance broker who has some pretty wacky things happen in his office (laughs) actually i think it was closer to that yeah (laughs) oh some crazy characters in my town i tell you (laughs) oh the things Oh, and he was wearing track pants too, but that was cool because I was staying at the Excalibur, so I think it was like everybody was in track pants. That's the essential. That's a, yeah. that's a Vegas tuxedo right there. Right? That's, totally. Yeah. That's how you know he's doing well. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a garbage place. I like that actually I've heard the numbers are going down for the revenue they make from gambling, but it's, it's still higher than ever, but all because of like nightlife stuff and shows and drinking. It's like, well, I can get behind that because at least everyone knows what they're you know, if you're losing your life savings at the club, like that's not as yeah. Sad and also, as, if you go to Penn and is Teller, that a penny slot. Yeah, yeah. Like you're a hundred percent guaranteed Penn and Teller are going to walk onto the stage. <laughs> that's <right>. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Just sit in the theater and then they go like, ah, not tonight. <laughs> Welcome to Vegas. <laughs> Sorry, try again tomorrow. Yeah, tonight nah. is just it's just a cat. So like a single cat just comes out. You're like, ah, all right, I guess I got a cat. That's better than classic <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> So Last good. time it was a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Siegfried and Roy before the incident. No shit. Was yeah. it a good show? Uh, yeah, it was, it was. It was exactly what you'd expect. It was like it was so campy and yeah. Vegas. But I ended up. I, I used to have. I can't even remember how any of it went. But I had a bit that I used to do about seeing that show, like a bit of stand up. And someone in an audience one night came up to me and said. I was there that what? night. Uh, he was, like there. was that the night you were there from other nights. He was there that night, and uh, the, oh, the night of oh, the bite. Yeah, of the, the, not of your story. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, not yeah. like that. Um, oh, that's horrifying. That happens sometimes. You ever notice that? Sometimes, like a big tragedy happens in real life and affects one of your jokes. You can't do it anymore because then oh, people no, no, associate it with in, like the death. My joke like, was about... after the accident. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> my bad. I used to have a joke about Jennifer Hudson, and then I had to pull it because then after her whole like oh, family, family got murdered, it was kind of awkward to like yeah. you know funnily bring up her name <laughs> like... unless it's directly in relation to that. <laughs> no. in, <yeah>. Imagine. <laughs> oh, that would be fun to do though as a bit just on stage. Just like, your entire act is about famous people but like not knowing the not super knowing. yeah <laughs> like a there's bit a about super big story about like, them and you're like know you know that them? one small film they were in yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I, I once met the uh, football uh, the, you know, the NFL uh, legend OJ Simpson, o. J. Simpson. <laughs> and you like, like you have know. no idea <laughs> <laughs> what a guy <laughs> cause he's, uh, he's an actor now <laughs> where do we go from OJ Simpson guys mm. it's not clear anywhere there's a couple of rabbit stories <laughs> <laughs> Wait, rabbit like the bunny or like the uh, adult? Just like the sex toy the animal. Okay, I'm sorry. Come on, Jessica. Mm, bummer. No, it's uh, it's, it, it's well. We, one of them is a sex story. Yeah, we have sex. Oh stories. no, what did you do? We got math stories. We got sex stories. Insect stories. Well, and... one of the rabbit stories, and we have this was sent in by Adam Baring, and we've mentioned vasogel gel before, which is a potential new form of male contraception. That nobody will use. Wait, so, so just, what is this? I would it's totally gel? use this. Well, I mean, like, who would trust that you are using it, is what I mean. Okay. <laughs> every, well, that every guy is going to say they are using. It's once for, it's I think it's market. still for long-term relationships, the right. same way what a is, might be. What is vasogel? We so, will explain. 
so the way it works, if I remember rightly, it's not explained in this article, but we've talked about it before. It's not the I'm, thing with the Switch, is it? No, we, <laughs> that was recent. And that one really makes me worried because that Switch seems far too easy to... Well, so does Phaser Gel, actually. <laughs> because it, it looks like from the description that butt stuff could make Phaser Gel stop working, could like break it up. Well, I mean, mm. why are you using Vasa gel for butt stuff anyway? Like male no, butt stuff. But it's like, like is it a contraceptive? No, no, no. He, like things in the butt sitting, of the person who has the penis that's going in into a vas deferens, oh. blocking the passage of sperm. And he's saying, mm. if you do butt stuff, maybe it. it if you do butt stuff while you're doing it, well, it's just like nope. one thing at a time. No, no okay, it, it, okay. It, I should. Wait, I need you to explain because I, I need to picture. And also, you shouldn't be dipping it in the butt and then dipping it in the front. Yeah, you. You make plans like. This is going in the man's butt. Okay, so let me explain. While he's okay, I'm totally missing. No, no, not even while. Just let's take a huge step back. Let's all. So the story that was sent in is that this has had its first successful clinical trial rabbit trial so it's had a, a successful Aww. animal trial that is peer-reviewed uh and if rabbits are not getting pregnant that's huge right right because notoriously so it's a gel uh, that gets injected into the vas deferens yeah oh, but oh, it doesn't okay, i get but it, it doesn't actually block okay. the vas deferens here's the interesting thing it lines it With sperm and creates side. a static charge that as the sperms run across it they get statically charged and they die so like it makes the way you, when you rub a balloon on on a sweater like spermicide, oh. kind of. Yeah, like a spermicide that's inside your junk. So, but it's a static charge. A that seems like what if it has like weird long-term effects, and then somehow like later in the future. Yeah, you're have just you sterile. ever like shocked someone because you got static on your feet? What if it blew off your balls? Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to see very that. Very what if you just concern. dragged your feet across <laughs> carpet and then your penis exploded? <laughs> <laughs> ah, static. <laughs> I should have known when my hair started to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time for my balls literally oh, exploded. I mean, that does seem like, like a risky... <laughs> I'm going to Wikipedia for this one. I um, like the idea of male contraceptive, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm old-fashioned. I always use condoms. I only always I'm... use condoms because my boyfriend's afraid of getting pregnant. I mean, of me. That wasn't me trying to make a bad... Uh, my... <laughs> He's afraid of me getting pregnant, and I'm like, look, I'm a gambler. Like, <laughs> I've got to guard a in Jesus, yeah. you pull out and pray. Yeah, like, yeah. that's... Oh, you're also on. You guys have double duty. What do you mean? You're on Gardasil, and he has. Well, Gardasil's just an HPV shot. Like, oh, I, I thought that was. I'm sorry, I forgot what that. No, was. no, okay, okay, I um, okay. I'm not on any birth control because I'm like, it'll make me even crazier. See, if I were a woman, I don't think I'd want to take anything that would be hormonal. I don't want to put extra uh, things in my body. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I admit, when I went off the pill, I felt like super relaxed. I was like, oh, everything's just so much. I also got like, way hornier once. I yeah, went off well, the I think too. I honestly think that's part of how the pill works is yeah. that it just kills your sex drive yeah it kills you it's like it's it only actually 50% yeah. effective it just makes you not want to fuck anybody yeah I forgot do you gain weight by going on it or off it is there- I think it varies no on it I think on when it. you go on it the hormones then some people gain weight on it yeah because I think it sort of tricks your body and I've read that it sort of is tricking your body into thinking you're already pregnant yeah I don't remember. So. I don't. I just remember reading that somewhere. It could be a complete lie that was just someone on a Facebook. No, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm yeah. wrong. By the way, the original one was using static. Now it does just kind of block it with um pores that are big enough to let some fluids through, but not big enough to let sperm through. That can't be good. So sperm gets through, but the other stuff doesn't. Wait, is this just temporary? Like, like you use the this gel? No. So it lasts. Because uh, I mean, I feel like that's how you make a murderer. <laughs> Is just have all their sperm back up inside them. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, I feel like, don't you feel like guys sometimes just like to have to jack off for their sanity? Yeah, but I don't think that has to do with the actual release. You can still of jack the, off. You still yeah, get the release. It's not about the actual sperm. I think it is. It's their tiny. Like evil is in the sperm. <laughs> it, oh, but there is. <laughs> 
Uh, wait, so I'm reading the Wikipedia of the general term for this, which is reversible inhibition of sperm under guidance. And it says uh, the, effect, the effect the chemical they put in yeah, on like sperm is yeah. <laughs> not completely understood. <laughs> Originally, it was thought that it lowered the pH of the environment enough to kill the sperm. We're um, not really sure why they're dying. One explanation <laughs> is that it's an anhydride and hydrolyzes the presence of water in the spermatic fluid. And... Um, yeah, that disturbs the negative charge of the sperm membrane on contact. See, negative charge of right. sperm. Someone else theorizes the polymer surface has a negative and positive electric charge mosaic, and the differential charge from the gel ruptures the sperm's cell membrane as it passes through. Either way, it's something you put in your vas deferens, and it destroys sperm, however that happens. Um, but it hasn't um, been approved for honestly, human use yet. talking yeah. about all the like electric charges of sperm is making me really like see sperm so different. Like you didn't know they were so fragile? Yeah, no, it's just, oh, I just didn't did. know that I'd been like sprayed with electricity all these years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> like, I'm basically my own circus. Like, right. like one of the baddies <laughs> in The Running Man. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just please keep electricity out of my hair? If you yeah. It's electric. Okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> just, he gave me a shock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the ways to reverse it, the main way, is to flush it with an injection of sodium bicarbonate, which is baking soda. Rever- you're reversing the the, the vasogel, gel, the vase gel. So it's it's permanent until it gets flushed out. Is it? Do you put it in with an injection? Yes, the doctor inject does. it into yeah. the into the tube. So this is, this, this is a doctor is, procedure. This is birth control for people who are severe heroin addicts. Who else is going in and being like, inject me? This doctor. is like Wait, this wait, is like a, a, rever- a potentially reversible vasectomy. Right. This a vasectomy is, like, is more invasive. Not that it's that invasive, but this is even less. It's just a shot instead this is of an a incision. A shot in this your. Is, well, no, it's like in your in your. I'm assuming by your the same way of a vasectomy would be like uh, at the base of your scrotum. I think is where yeah. they would go. So you guys would do that. I would I'm do not this. saying I would do it. I think it's it. like a minor I... procedure, but but I remember when I first read about it, it said they can either flush it with a solution, or they can br- it's they can break it up with, with a little what chisel. Was described as basically <laughs> some kind of <laughs> anal massage type thing, which was like so they just make you come so hard it breaks. Or like it was sort of, yeah, some pros- I don't trust, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't like, that what that sounds like? And that means if anyone puts stuff in your butt as a guy, and then you're also. And then it's like, and you think you're protected. Then it could get broken up, and which then is you're a not... huge issue if that's like how you get off. Is you're like, well, yeah. I only for... come with a finger in my butt. This is not for Kanye. Clearly, uh. this is not for. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, All my Kanye. dreams are. I don't judge by dying. that. I think it's funny how how defensive he got about. Well, that. Well, I judge the defensiveness. That's the I judge thing. the defensiveness. That's the, I think right. that's the thing. Where it's yeah. like, I I think it is kind of bullshit to kind of, like because because she was sort of basically. Gay shaming, Implying him. That although that's it's, gay it's or obviously not gay yeah. to have a finger in your. Yeah, butt but there are people but... that like are so homophobic or like just within their like yeah. social circle view that is like there's men who are terrified of that because it's like yeah. that yeah. means I'm gay. Exactly. And it's so like, the fact yeah, that he okay. was then like I don't know, I never have finger. Member. Fuck off. And there is, <laughs> had a and there is everybody an extra huh. level. That's of like how like... I test my relationships is I see if I can like get it in get there. Get it in there. And then if I and if they let me openly, I'm like, well, I can't trust you. <laughs> Damned if you do, yeah. It's like you don't want to be part of any club that would have you as a member. It's like, what are you? Yeah. Let me put my finger in you. You're so just gonna let me put whatever so I want inside yeah. of you. There needs to just be like a certain amount of resistance. You're like, oh, I shouldn't. All right, just for you. There needs to be like a little clinch. You know, like yeah. fight me a little. Yeah. I think I'm just trying to get people to fight me in bed. I'm like, fight me. <laughs> Wrestle this finger out of you. Like, what's wrong with you? This is why I only date comedians. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the male equivalent like of serial killers. Now I want to know what's the, who's the comic you're dating. Just 
Do they like the finger in the butt? Oh, <laughs> actually, yeah. I haven't. Oh. I actually haven't. I haven't gone for it. Oh crap! <laughs> that must mean mm. I, I either don't care or I care too much. Uh. <laughs> Saving it for a special occasion. I like, feel like yeah. I could. I feel like I've gone for the like tickle. You know, the like yeah. behind Who the like do a little tickle, That's... and and it was like the, you know, I, I'm saying too much about this person. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't know who it is. He so. was he didn't like spread his cheeks and was like go for oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so wait, you rabbits, want a rabbit rabbits. Kidney story? No, wait, we oh. haven't talked. Sent in? We didn't finish this, did we? we talked oh, they've, rabbits, had, they've uh, had a successful peer review trial in rabbits that worked. So now so what's the timeline for? So now the next thing I think they try is to reverse it in rabbits because they've shown that it stops the rabbits from getting pregnant. What if but all it the rabbits show that blow they up? Reverse it yet? Yeah. <gasps> Poor rabbits. And then I, th- I, th- I think it might be human trials next. By the way, trials of all the things we've done in. to rabbits for the sake of science, this one is the least, inv- the most chill, the least invasive. Like that's true. It's way cooler than spraying. Like and it's like you're honestly there. probably doing like these rabbits a favor. They're like, oh, there's just oh, there's yeah. just too many, uh, too many too these many children. To yeah. The quality of life of these rabbits just went up so much because it's like <laughs> the, those poor female rabbits that are just constantly pregnant. <laughs> They're just trying to put hay on the table or whatever. Or like whatever rabbits. The first one was successful in the rabbits, but that paper hasn't been published yet. Yeah, because everyone in that science lab like died of being over-infested by rabbits. <laughs> like, it worked! Oh, there's so many! And then they just murdered This them. lab is just too adorable! We can't possibly... <laughs> we can't go on! Send this to the reviewers. Happy Easter! Yeah, by the way, did you guys see the baby rabbits in the wine glasses for Easter? What? No. Come on. You didn't see bunnies in cups? No, man. I'll, I'll, I can't I'll post, handle this. My heart can't handle I'll this. I'll post this over on probablyscience.com, but come on, guys. Oh, look at those that little is bunnies cute. in wine glasses. Oh, my God. Look at the sleeping one. Or is it dead? What's that no, one No, they're on the all end? sleeping. They're fine. Oh, my God. And they just... They just I feel up. like, is this really cute or is it torture? Did no. he just eat off his head? I think they're happy. They look very happy to me. Because I'm in a very fragile state. I can't be looking okay. at cute animals. <laughs> I'll want to own all of them. <laughs> I'm really trying to get a pig. Up. You did? Yeah, I loved rabbits. Were they litter box trained? Uh, no, they weren't I that heard smart. That's a thing. I wanted to get like the floppier ones, <gasps> um, but I never. I had like just one of the generic white ones with the pink eyes. Oh my god! And it got really fat and kind of mean. And then one winter, <laughs> into your- <laughs> one winter, uh, we he was in the garage, and the garage wasn't. Oh no! Heated quite enough in his cage. He died. I don't want. I was in like fourth grade. I don't want to take responsibility for this. I think my parents share I had responsibility. Pet mice die. Yeah, but. Oh, but cloud, that poor fat. Cloud didn't make it through the Ann Arbor cloud? winter. Yeah. He was a fat, mean yeah, rabbit named Cloud. Mean, white rabbit named Cloud. <laughs> I wish yeah. he was still here. Sorry, I want to guard rabbit. I'm so sorry, Cloud. <laughs> I, had, I had guinea pigs. Guinea anyway. pigs are the cutest. I've almost bought guinea pigs and almost exclusively in like terrible depressive episodes <laughs> where I'm like, I should go look at animals. I have yeah. a bad problem. <laughs> I literally saw a guinea pig once. It was like in a Petco or some similar store where there's, you know, several guinea pigs in a cage. And this one had like calyx all over its hair. Like it just like hair sticking up everywhere. And it kept like trying to go into like the little like guinea pig shelters with the other ones. And they would all like shoo it out. And it was just running around Aww. crazy. And I was like, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> the guinea pig with anxiety. I want this yeah, one. I was like, this poor guinea pig. He needs a friend. I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> I think a uh, friend of the show, Marcia Newmeyer, has or had a bunch of guinea pigs named for comedians in town. Like she had a Jarrett Grody and an Anthony Jeselnik. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Guinea pigs are cute. I really want a pet, but I'm also so irresponsible. I can't, yeah, I can never have any animals. I'm never home. I would be the worst. If I ever get an animal, ever. I'm getting it like 
an official like service dog and it's going to be giant and I'm going to ride it everywhere. Nice. <laughs> That's my plan is to have a dog big enough that I can just one day ride. Irish Wolfhound. Yes. Massive. And just be like, yeah. this is, this is my assistant. I call him Uber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uber. Matt, do you have something for us or should I bring one up? Well, I could, we could do this kidney rabbit story. I quite like. So there's a kidney transplant for rabbits. Yeah. Well, more specifically, uh, and this story was sent in by Will O'Meara. I think so. Um, and maybe also, uh, uh, Justin Broad, maybe. And if not, most okay, Justin sent in loads of good most stories. stories come from Justin. Um, but they ha- frozen rabbit kidneys could solve organ shortage for transplants. Wait for for rabbits? Like, did a person get a rabbit kidney? That's what I'm looking at right <laughs> like now. A little like bing. researchers have discovered a way of freezing embryonic <laughs> animal kidneys so that they can later be warmed up and grown into full sized organs without the risk of rejection by their recipient. And the results suggest we may one day be able to create a long-term biobank of animal kidneys that provides an unlimited source of organs for transplanting in people. Where are they getting these organs from? Uh, animals. That die? Do, do rabbits have multiple <laughs> kidneys? They're like, you don't need that. No, rabbits, the rabbits live forever and they're very happy. Yeah. Uh, okay. and they found, they found a house Cute. with a big yard in the country. All the okay. rabbits could run free. Yeah. Goodness. So th- <laughs> there are three major hurdles for human organ transplantation. The number of organs available, rejection of the organ by the host immune system, and timing. Because human kidneys can only be kept alive for about 30 hours tops bef- outside of the body. Which leaves us with a severe deficiency of kidneys available for transplant. In 2014, for example, 17,000 kidney transplants were carried out in the US, but five times more people were on the waiting list. And 12... 12- oh. Yeah, 12 people a day die waiting for a kidney transplant. Oh, gosh, this is a big I have thing. a friend waiting for a kidney transplant. Why don't they just make a mask that you can wear as a kidney? Wait, what do you mean? Like the water underwater breathing mask. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got my Indiegogo right now for a kidney, kidney that... Uh, Artificial kidney. Yeah, that's just made out of mud and and uh, like knitting. It, <laughs> it works great. It's so, Interesting. It sucks all the bad things out, keeps the good things in. Yeah, it's, it's very... Science. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It works amazingly. Using animal organs instead is an attractive option, but there are fears these would be rejected by people's immune systems. So now Francisco Marco Jimenez at the Polytechnic University of Valencia in Spain and his colleagues are working towards solving all these problems. They've found an easily accessible source of kidneys that can be used without seeming to cause immune rejection that can be stored for several months while awaiting transplantation. They found that when precursor kidney tissue from 16-day-old rabbit embryos is implanted in adult rabbits... It develops into an adult kidney, connecting what? itself to the host's own blood supply. The host doesn't recognize the organ as strange and permits it to connect to the blood system. But that's another rabbit. That is another yeah, rabbit. Yeah, that doesn't seem to be a proof uh, of... Uh, so uh, all we gotta, do is, proved all we gotta do is harvest baby, baby human <laughs> kidneys and just let Well, them. the adult rabbits did not reject the foreign kidneys because the embryonic tissue was transplanted before it had started producing the protein that would alert a host's immune system to foreign cells. Oh, okay. oh. Marco Jimenez believes that when this protein is eventually produced, it matches that of the host instead. So the team then investigated whether it might be possible to create a biobank of potential organs for transplant. Large organs can't be frozen to prevent decay because the water in them turns to ice as they freeze, destroying delicate cell structures. Oh, yeah. But the embryonic precursor kidneys are much smaller, enabling them to use a cryopreservation process called vitrification that can prevent ice formation (laughs) by pumping antifreeze into the organ before cooling it to minus 196 degrees C. I'm sorry, what? 
That that's seems cool. logical. Cool. That they're like this thing that we filled with antifreeze. We're going to put inside of you. Yep. That mm-hmm. has to. Oh. Well, that's the same to technique apparently that's used to f- uh, freeze small tissues like human eggs because it's difficult to get the antifreeze around large and more complicated organs. Yeah, I never thought about why you can do that without without like, freezing like, eggs uh, uh, without the ice crystals breaking yeah. anything important. Yeah, that's apparently interesting. Apparently, a combination of antifreeze and extreme quick cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team managed to successfully vitrify and store the precursor kidneys for three months in liquid nitrogen. They then warmed the tissue and transplanted it into adult rabbits. Some 25% of the transplants grew into healthy adult organs in the host. Not as high as the 50% success rate they achieved with fresh embryonic tissue, but still good. They not only survive vitrification, but they develop normally in the host, uh, said Marco Jimenez, who says this opens up new therapeutic possibilities for patients with kidney failure. Uh, the work is, to my knowledge, the first to demonstrate successful vitrification of kidney precursors with recovery of biological functions. Uh, says someone else. Did they just take out rabbits' normally functioning kidneys to be like, try this new kidney? Well, his... Uh, yeah, probably. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't like science anymore. Well, I mean, they again, they Let all the lived long, die. happy lives. They didn't. <laughs> Here's your rabbit and human answer, by the way. One obvious limitation, he says, is that these experiments were conducted in rabbits, and further studies would be necessary to evaluate the relevance of this technique for humans. However, if the way to go in the future to address the shortage of kidneys for transplants is xenotransplantation, which is from other animals, uh, then this Pigs. is an important step in the same direct in that direction. The team is now trialing a similar experiment between rabbits and goats. Um, oh, not Marco goats. Jimenez says that more than one <laughs> kidney could potentially be transplanted into larger animals to make up the mass needed for them to act as a native kidney. So you just have like so this island like of Dr. Moreau you have like kidney. Eight <laughs> got a five, rabbit. five chem- rabbit embryos in me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is crazy. Right? It does cause you to grow a fluffy tail, but that's adorable. I mean, Small that's price amazing. to pay. Small price to pay. That's pretty cool. That is... Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's cool. Yeah, anything you can do to, to end um, tissue rejection in transplants is pretty... Yeah, because that's a huge... I mean... Because anybody who has a, an organ transplant pretty much has to spend their whole life taking immune suppressant drugs... Usually, right? Yeah, which obviously has Are big side effects. Are we just going to get to the point where people don't die? What's going to happen to Earth? That's what we're hoping. I mean, I don't know if I'm hoping that, but um, that's what... Our, our, <laughs> we had a guest on recently talking about the um, yeah, the, the point when we get to uh, have death sort of be optional, because you can either like extend your life through medicine or offload your consciousness onto some other non-meat thing and keep living, if that sounds appealing, which you know is debatable. But uh, That's great. You, do you guys want to live forever Whoa. if you had the choice of living? No. Yeah, it doesn't sound... I'm not sure. But that's also because of that time I did mushrooms. <laughs> I'm like, I got to get out of here. These stars are calling my name. <laughs> Can you tell the story? Or is that something you don't I mean, to, I'm not... Uh, I mean, it just makes me sound like a crazy person. No, but I did I mushrooms talk about it. Uh, in Joshua Tree last year. And I stood under the stars with like my arms open wide, like head back for like, I think four hours. <laughs> um, but I went up. I like went up to the stars. It was like this crazy, and I know, and I like as a logical person, I'm like, okay, well, you're on hallucinogens. But then also, I was like, yeah, but what if everything I'm seeing is always there, and our brains just do this thing where they like shut things out so we can focus? Right? Um, why is it that when people do mushrooms, a lot of times they see the same things? Like we all see this grid in the sky. Like maybe it's just there, you know? Yeah, like yeah. when people are like, dark matter is a thing that exists, but we can't see it. I'm like, well, maybe that's what I'm seeing. <laughs> um, it was just this weird feeling of like. I felt like I was having conversations with the stars and like, this is how I know that this is insane. I had this feeling of like 
having okay you ever watch those videos where like a soldier comes home and surprises his kid mm-hmm. and yeah. they're like oh my god like that like like just like sheer happiness and that you had like missed something so much i feel like i can relate to those videos uh from when i was talking to the stars on mushrooms <laughs> you had missed the stars that yeah no much. it literally like... felt like it was the weirdest and i know that you're just on drugs and like emotions are going crazy logically i know that but there's still a part of it it's like i was like oh this feeling like i don't remember ever feeling that happy but it was also this weird familiar like like hey i'd guys, missed them like yeah. it really was yeah. i was like you guys, you guys. <laughs> don't and, be a stranger <laughs> and sometimes i'll still like when i'm driving on the road or something and it's like a really clear this is totally crazy because no, no, i found a going, star and i was like going. that's where i'm from like, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um like sometimes i'll like i'll like look up at the stars when you're you know like you can't really do it in la but i still have that like feeling of like i know <laughs> like like as if i have like the secret of like you guys i went through the whole like we're all one and yeah, well, that I mean, thing it's... and then you have to go like ugh, all of us you know <laughs> and you're like even that guy hey, hey it's you... been used for like uh patients who are dealing with end of life things to help them be okay with that and it, it has all these like pretty sound therapeutic i read that it used okay i can't remember what site i read this on so it could have just been a janky like mushroomkidbabies.org or whatever but like i read that the, like it used to be used to treat like depression mm-hmm. and then they stopped doing that and of course i'm sure whatever website i was on was like we were becoming too aware but like yeah. uh, but i thought that was interesting versus uh like ssris and classic antidepressants which in my experience short sort of like they don't make you happy they just sort of like make you stop feeling as yeah, much yeah yeah um which i thought was interesting but also i don't know how i would function on mushrooms like i was yeah, like I I, this is all i can do oh yeah there's theories about like micro dosing of hallucinogens like taking a little bit every day where you're not actually tripping and and that that's debatable i don't know if any i would love shown, to do that but i mean even just <laughs> i think as a one-time thing it can be helpful to people there's been research that shows like uh yeah people their like quality of life is improved after doing a hallucinogen just over a long period of yeah, time I think we and also about, they even did, like a year later yeah they did some i i read somewhere that they did like mris of people on mushrooms and different parts of your brain like your hypothalamus i think like really lights up extra like more than it normally does that's why there why that's why there is a small part of me it's like well yeah like it's crazy to be like what if that stuff's always there but also like maybe what if there's a part of your brain that like can see I don't know, you know. I don't know. No, I, I, like I see it. what you're saying. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I guess I'm only holding myself back because I'm trying to think of who listens to this and what, how much I should admit to. But uh, yeah, no, I think you're that's just trying to maintain your cool. Like, I'm an atheist in science only. <laughs> I don't know. Like, and the part of me is like, well, how much of this is just a coping me- mechanism for me to feel better about having like a bunch of dead friends? And I'm like, we all go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's if that what, you know, whatever gets you through the night, right. as far as that stuff Mushrooms. goes. Like, yeah. You know where all the guest is from. Canada, <laughs> you know, and you know what's been happening in Canada recently? Um, major earthquakes that have been triggered by fracking. Oh yeah, oh more downers. Oh, no. We're exciting up there, aren't we? Oh my god! Oh uh, look, I talk. Which I know would be mooted, but I didn't realize. Still really into science, eh, guys? Like, <laughs> people are gonna think I went to the bathroom for like twenty minutes of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbits, and I just like spaced out. <laughs> um. Hey, anyways, uh, back to the back to the mother country. What were you saying? Fracking <laughs> is triggering is triggering. That's how you pronounce that word. Is triggering major earthquakes in Western Canada. Um, the vast majority of large earthquakes that rocked BC and Alberta last year were caused by the oil and gas sector, especially hydraulic fracking. There was a comprehensive study looking at 
12,389 fracking wells, which I didn't think there were that many on the planet, um, and 1,200 wastewater wells along the BC-Alberta border. And uh, the good news is only a small fraction of them, 39 fracking wells and 17 wastewater wells, caused any seismic activity. But the few that did were responsible for 90% of seismic events over magnitude 3.0 to hit the region during the last five years, which is a pretty huge percentage. Um, Fracking wells specifically were deemed responsible for 60%. And whether there's no damage or injuries connected to these human-triggered quakes, lead author Gail Atkinson worries it's only a matter of time, which makes sense. Um, So only a small fraction of those hydraulic fracture wells induce significant earthquakes, but there are so many drilled every year that this significantly changes seismic hazard in the region and poses risks to critical infrastructure in the immediate vicinity of such operations. Um, And those risks need to be carefully considered and regulated to avoid damage. And you guys know how fracking works. I don't know if we've actually talked about that in the podcast, what the technique is. I actually don't. Yeah, no comments. I just always go like, oh yeah, that's bad. That's bad. bad. Fracking's bad. Um, (laughs) What do my friends say? Yeah, that. (laughs) This is something I actually kind of ended up knowing about because oil well was one of my topics on this show. Oh, right, right, yeah. Um, but yeah, what it is, uh, although I think then they cut that segment, so it never went out, but <laughs> I still did research on it for half a week. Um, so traditionally on an oil well, you do all sorts of surveying and you try to find where there is, where there's going to be like some oil and gas, like some hydrocarbon. You go, okay, there's probably hydrocarbon down here. How do and they survey that? They just go, this place looks good. There's various methods they use. <laughs> Dividing rods. Yeah, right. yeah. They, uh, they Sorry. consult the oracles. Mm. Ah, the stars. I think the rhyme suggests that it's going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Cut open uh, like a small animal, look at its entrails. and Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also they use, actually they use they use seismic uh, uh, methods to do that. They have like. Oh, make measurements of previous. Well, no, they, they actually have machines that sort of, sh- huge machines that shake the ground. And then other machine, and then a sensor that sees. Oh my god, they have real earthquake machines. Yeah, except that it's was like just little mini crazy conspiracy theorists. No. Except these aren't actually real earthquakes, but it just causes like it causes enough seismic activity that they can then watch, they can then measure how much the waves are bounced. It it sort travels sonar, through rock, but through solid. Yeah, exactly. Gas. It travels through rock and oil at different in different ways and bounces off in different ways. So they can use that to measure. Um, so then they drill a big hole down, um, and they line that hole. And then when they get to the bottom, they normally have a little like thing that ma- explodes that makes a hole in the pipeline. This is just a little thing. Uh, and then oil starts to seep into the pipe that they've created and they pump it up. But if you're somewhere where the oil isn't just like in a well, where it's a little bit more kind of distributed throughout the rock, what they do instead is they inject water and chemicals deep into the ground. And that actually mm. breaks up the rock that's down there. And then the oil starts to come out of it. I mean, that's just a thing that, like, caring about the environment aside, I guess, like, you should go, like, this is not a good idea. Seems like it's going to Like, you should go, like, we're breaking up the rocks under the earth? Let's, we should not do that. That the things that we we stand like, on, yeah, it's destabilizing the ground a bit. Oh, um, I've been in one earthquake in my entire life, and it was in Ottawa, and I didn't even believe it was an earthquake. I thought something hatched underneath my bed. I was like, "Oh my god, there's an animal under there!" Like I didn't even believe because we never have earthquakes in Ontario. Like that's ever. crazy. We used to have them in Alaska occasionally, and I wonder because they do some like drilling up there too. So I wonder. I, well, Alaska's, but also it's but, just in an area. Alaska is is on a very. I think it's on on a fault line, isn't it? I mean, you have you have volcanoes in Alaska. I hope so. What? You're still I mean. part of that ring of fire, I guess, right? 
I passed out in a bed on my 19th birthday next to one of my brother's friends. Like, mm. just we were both just drunk, face planted, and he was this <laughs> real, like, just real. Like, my brother's like, like a drug addict, drug dealer. Like, this guy's like hardcore gangster named Wes. Uh, and there was an earthquake in the morning, and I woke up because it was the first like big jolt. And I woke up and I sat up and just sort of yep. like was taking it in. And then there was like another like hard like jolt. And Wes, this guy, he's still like in his like baggy t-shirt and like a hat, like throws himself up and it's like ah! he like screamed like the littlest girl and it was the best thing. i was like if i die now i'm fine with that this is amazing that's terrifying i've only remembered the one that was like early morning maybe two or three years ago um like 6 a.m did that one wake you up yeah i remember that one you know what? that was when i was still uh that that was when i was still dating nicole and we got we got woken up in the like at 6 a.m. and she has kids and like we were like holy crap there's a big earthquake oh, so no. then she ran into her kids bedroom to make sure they were alright and, and they're like, teenagers and they're like yeah we're yeah, fine and now we're awake like they were annoyed that she about her concern right um, I got yeah, woken I up that. by cats before that I had a roommate with cats yeah and like 10 minutes before it happened I woke up to no. my I swear to god and like uh, I woke up to the like two of the cats being like Wah! like really freaking out and I was like knock it off like like it was the weirdest thing and then oh. and then there was an earthquake and so anytime after that the cat started to get a little like weird i would be like it's coming like, <laughs> but that's, it was very strange yeah, i wonder how much is that's just coincidence, coincidence. Yeah, i don't no, want to believe that but uh, you know maybe maybe there were like pre-tremors and there they were and subtle, they were more they sensitive to it that's what i think I but i was know. like it was the weirdest i remember another one in la that you would have been in town for too that because um when I still would live with Emery, whenever there was an earthquake, and there were a few minor ones and a couple of bigger ones, the parrot, his pet parrot, would go nuts. Oh, as but, they were but, happening? Yeah, but like not twenty, not ten minutes earlier. Yeah, like just at, during the... at the time, maybe a fraction of a second beforehand. Maybe it maybe. It's not like even, honestly, just flap would... in the air and you won't know the difference. Yeah, yeah. Jump before the elevator hits the. Like birds are going to be fine. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Although I was just talking to someone about the triangle of life thing at work today, and then I Googled it to see if there's any credence to it, and it's it's debatable. I, really, I, I thought it was 100% bullshit. No, the, the, at least uh, there, you can find people who are arguing either things. Like people what have is- done, uh, there's this theory that, um, that you should look for places that would be, quote, the triangle of life. As in, if you have a couch, like, get next to that because if some giant slab falls, it won't, it'll, it'll like, make the third it. side of the triangle and hit Or the, it'll miss the couch and kill you and completely. Kill you. Right. It's, it's all theory. It's so the, bullshit. The two it, things it feels that were like- against it. It's fucking. It's cargo cult thinking. It's but, reverse but, engineering. But, You're like, oh, well, uh, there's always a safe space. There's a safe space on one side of this wall, so stand on the side. It's so like it's going like <laughs> you should go to the house that the tornado's not going to hit. Exactly. Like you don't Except, fucking know which one it's going to okay, jump. But the, the two things are okay. So the uh, the thing I was reading today <laughs> was that most earthquake injuries aren't caused by the structure itself collapsing, which is what would theoretically it's things in your house things falling on you. Don't right. accessorize your walls. So, right. <laughs> but that's also depending on what kind of infrastructure the place where you live in is because also we live in a part of the world where you have better construction so it's less likely to have pancaking of a building like of a, a building is less likely to just well because that's the itself. debate too is like would it be better to be on the bottom floor or the top because it's like well what are you going to get crushed you're going to fall four stories right so assume right. if you're in the u.s uh and in a place where there's seismic retrofitting that you're going to be in a place that's not going to actually have a complete structural collapse that's an argument not to use triangle of life but if it's if pancaking or something like that's going to happen or it's an argument for it like someone did an actual experiment where they filled a house with mannequins and then did like induced seismic activity like shook the thing so it collapsed 
and the ones that were doing just the traditional like cover and uh, tuck or whatever, all those died, and all the ones that were Triangle of Life, or ninety percent of them, lived as mannequins. But that's because the structure itself <laughs> collapsed in a way that American structures probably won't. So you have to you have to take into account where you are. Uh, I, I don't know. So I don't know what's still. Tell you. I, I think, think it's just dumb luck because you also don't know how an earthquake's gonna like jerk or not. Sometimes it's like like a stable rumble, and then like sometimes you get. Well, these, yeah, like, they, they, and and the, the the simulation didn't take into account horizontal movement, which is also a big thing in earthquakes, and that can hurt you. And that triangle of life thing is is less protective against that. So, yeah, it feels really bullshitty. It feels like um, the best advice is still the main advice that the real rescue people say, which is. Uh, Get under a table. Yeah, get under under a desk. They, Did said they say is that for ideal. like every type of natural disaster. I feel like that was a thing. I don't think tsunamis. I don't think you get under a desk for a tsunami. We I'm used to sure. in my. Oh yeah, I guess we used to do in my seventh grade science class. We'd have earthquake drills that you get under the table, and then my science teacher would be like, "Tsunami warning drill," and everyone would jump on the table and pretend to surf. And it's like, "Haha, this is funny because in reality we're all gonna die. The water's right there." <laughs> Were you low to ground level? Were you low to sea level? Um, wherever we were, it was like right overlooking. I don't even know what that inlet was. Why was there water there? <laughs> there um, wasn't a high hill between you and the water or anything? No, like we were on actually... like the base of like what would what goes up into like oh, a hillside. Oh, shit. I think. <laughs> Maybe I'm just making that up. <laughs> I feel like there was water right outside the window, but now I'm thinking like geographically. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was like the what? inlet... There's like a cook inlet that comes in and there's like a marsh. It doesn't, I can't explain it because I don't know terms of water, <laughs> there's, but there's water in it was right on the coastline you. where you like start driving out to, I don't know, Seward or whatever, but we would have died. You it died. was like a fun game until like there's a real tsunami and it's like, ha ha kids, you're on your own. Cause that's what I, well, that's what I would do if I was a teacher. It'd be like everyone for themselves. <laughs> a real emergency yeah, yeah, I'm shoving yeah, kids out of the way so during a, a fire I'm not leading a line of children yeah. out the hall I'm like run for oh, your yeah. lives kids hey uh you can write you can email us with your <laughs> safety from earthquakes and tsunami suggestions at probablyscience@gmail.com. Yeah. and you can also send in stories and we link to all those stories at probablyscience.com which is also where you can find your donate button mm-hmm. which a lot of people are being generous uh um Rosie Simonich, who has spent the last two weeks trying, or two few weeks trying to work out how to set up a recurring donation, because she lives in the woods with just a smartphone, and apparently has finally managed it. So thank you, Rosalie. Thank you, Rosalie. Uh, um, one-off donation, for, uh, very generous though, from Eric Collins. Thank I you think, very much, I Eric. I think the biggest single donation we've ever had. It might be possibly. Yeah, it's definitely right up there. Thank you very much. That was very kind of you. Um, and then Drew Chapman. Uh, with a monthly donation of, of of a mathematical amount that I, we don't say how much things are because I think that's kind of rude. I'm dying to know now. You, you picked up. <laughs> no, I'm picked interested. Very mathsy number. You guys are getting you. money. I, I know what it you is. Did there, Drew. Uh, it's, Matthew it's, Arnold. The number is irrational, but the donation is very rational, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's what any rational person would do. So um, thank you, Peter Lipsky, as well with a monthly donation, and Pandora Young has also donated. Uh, has set up a monthly recurring donation. Thank you very much. Uh, all of you. Uh, the other way you can really help us out is by shopping on Amazon. If you were shopping on Amazon anyway, yeah. I'm not saying go out and specifically shop on Amazon, but if you happen to use that website, go through our link first. Set that as the bookmark on your browsers. So you don't have to remember it. It just auto-completes. And then we get a little kickback. We get an extra little commission. 
Uh, it costs you no extra. We really appreciate that. It sounds too good to be true, but it's a legit thing. It really does work. And the other way you can really help us out is by spreading the word. Tell loads of friends. Tell your family. If, uh, if you know people who like podcasts, tell them about our show. If you know people who don't know about podcasts, tell them what podcasts are and then tell them about our show. Uh, and tell them they can now start from the very beginning because I didn't realize this whole time there was a button I could have unchecked in Libsyn, which hosts the site, hosts the podcast, uh, that was limiting the number of um, of episodes that were showing up in at least the iTunes page, oh. if not people's actual podcast app. So suddenly I unchecked that and all 205 or 10 with special episodes um, those are all now available, and suddenly our numbers went through the roof. Like, I'd like to pretend that every week we have 100,000 downloads, but that's not the norm, and that happened this week because <laughs> suddenly... Uh, People are listening to old episodes they hadn't Well, seen I think it, it might have automatically downloaded to some people. So I hope we didn't ah. like flood anybody's phones with uh, ruin anyone's data plans by having 100 episodes suddenly appear. But now you can go back from the very beginning, hear the origin of this whole thing four years ago. If you if you so choose. Sure. Uh, uh, whatever. And yeah. also, if you're not subscribed or not, if you listen on iTunes or your podcast app on your phone and you're not subscribed subscribe because that does help us our numbers and the other thing that really helps is to spread is to write nice reviews right um give us five star ratings on itunes and write nice things for us because that really helps bump us in the tables and helps more people find Certainly, out about what we do we do appreciate that and we got a bunch of five star reviews after i griped about that one <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> as good so thank you to the people who wrote in including um luke s sculptor man dan Sastidos. thank you guys for the reviews really appreciate it uh hey um christina hi it's me <laughs> where can i listen sorry i don't know anything about what we're talking about today oh no that's, <laughs> no, that's perfect <laughs> this is just a way we of me about- not drinking until after nine o'clock on a friday <laughs> <laughs> this, this is like the most wholesome thing i've ever done <laughs> i could have poured you a drink i don't know why i didn't pour uh-huh. drinks table we're- flip yeah <laughs> do you have any shows coming up you want to let the listeners know? um sure uh when is this gonna air i think tonight assume uh saturday tomorrow at the latest um, okay, well, I'm going to be on the panel at the She Dot Festival in Toronto. She Dot. Now the weekend of May tw- 29th. So I'm going to I'm going to be hosting the Brampton Board of Trade Awards on the 28th. I'm having a nice little Ooh. Toronto tour. Uh, any uh, any Brampton Board of Trade people? Guys, fancy checking out that conference, <laughs> or anyone who wants to super exciting. Well, Christine is super funny, so maybe you might or, want to or consider you joining the Board of Trade. Right, if you want to hear, just yeah. to see her. <laughs> If you want to hear what I sound like when I actually do talk, uh, you can download my comedy album on iTunes, and it's called It's Taking a Long Time to Become Famous. Ah, nice. I love that. Nice. Because it is. <laughs> That's and, it. And, That's then, and then you tweet at... Oh, I'm at Walkin' Sauce. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's cute, right? It's a little play on my last name, because mm-hmm. I like hot sauce and beer. Walkin' oh, Sauce. Yum. And so Walkin' Sauce. Jessica, where oh. can our listeners find you? Um, I'm at JMS Comedy on Twitter and Instagram, and I have an album on iTunes called Please Don't Leave Me. I'll be at the Improv, Hollywood Improv, next Thursday. And if anyone's in South Korea, I'll be at the Main Post Club in Seoul on May nice. 22nd. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and on 420, I'll, I'll be... Uh, Headlining a show in Bangkok at the Bangkok Hilarious Comedy Club. That's awesome. Although, and didn't your new I'm, album? I may. Oh, sorry. What? I didn't mean to interrupt. God. No. no. I just. I could go terribly. I don't know how many like English speakers versus just random people will come in. It'll oh, be an it'll adventure. Be great. It'll be great. Yeah. From what I understand, those kind of shows are always packed with like, very appreciative English-speaking audiences. Yeah. Yeah. It's be. a lot of. You'll get a lot like of expats and yeah, a lot of Americans, Canadians, Australians, Brits, and then. 
a few Asian people as well who mostly speak good enough English to follow the show as well. Yeah. Yay. And I Yay. heard uh, a little birdie told me that your album uh, debuted at number one in the iTunes it charts. It did debut at number good one in the iTunes charts. Uh, I was on top of Brian Regan, which has always been a That's dream. Awesome. Um And uh, Jim Gaffigan. And then the next day, Brian Regan released his new album and I mm. plummeted quickly um, because his... you, you screen grabbed it though right oh for sure okay, I let's... texted it to everyone who's yeah. ever hurt me <laughs> um, and I was like hey what's up this is me at number one so take it that's in. awesome so go check that out listeners go download it yay uh, please don't leave me you can find us at Probably Science on the Twitter mm-hmm. you can also find us individually at Matt Kirshen and at Andy T. Wood yes uh, and also at Jesse Case and listen to Jesse versus Cancer as well it is awesome uh, and it sounds and like he's chosen to go through with the radiation. He is doing the radiation, so, yeah. For yeah. those people who are listening to not our show but not his, he is doing the radiation. Uh, I know we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. And then also, uh, come and see me in Alaska. Come and see me in Anchorage go next week. Him. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to tell all my friends. Do it. I'm going to be like, he likes things in his butt. Go <laughs> <laughs> see him. <laughs> Uh, That's a good point to leave it. Sure. (laughs) I can't think of a better one. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.